Teachers' desks are clean, chalk is fresh, and the blackboard is ready. It's back to school time, and we're ready with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. For singing a song and it's a good day For moving along, yes it's a good day How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night Well good day Grand and Valley, welcome to the uh, finally Friday edition of our program As I always say we have made it to and hopefully through uh, the end of the week here on our Watchdog Morning Show. Looking at clear skies right now. Actually, a little bit of, of uh, clouds out there right now, but basically clear skies, 63 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 61 at the Highland, 61 in Elm Grove, 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We are looking at a pretty good weekend today. Sunny high of 73, up to 77 tomorrow. Sunny 84 on Sunday and a high near 88 with sunshine. Uh, on Monday, and we're pushing close to uh, 90 come Tuesday. So the uh, the whole period looks like it's going to be sunshine and uh, warm uh, temperatures. Uh, 7.10 in the morning as we get things uh, underway. Bob, I'm going to get to it in a second, but did you see or get caught in or hear about any traffic tie-ups yesterday? Uh, no. It uh, For what I experienced, it was the opposite. Uh, everybody that I talked to was surprised that no work was done at all Uh from Elm Grove up, uh, nothing was done. They, yeah. did, they did not work yesterday. No tree, tri- no tree trimming, none of that stuff that you didn't say? Not that I, you know, unless they did it early in the morning and, and, and quit before lunch. No, I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't see anything. I wasn't out. I, w- I wasn't going that direction at all during the day. I didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. I did check the cameras over and over again. I, but, but, but coming up in a minute, I want to do a story from Channel 7 that says it's going to be at least as bad, if not worse, over the next month or so. I'll share that with you in a minute. But I want to go out to Hawaii first. Um, you know, what, 100 and, 111, something like that, over 100 people have died in Hawaii. And one of the reasons a lot of people think that, uh, that, that it was so bad is Hawaii, being an island state, uh, they have sirens. They have uh, uh, all-weather sirens. If there's an emergency, they... They, they sound the siren, and if you're in Hawaii, you're much more used to that than places like around here. Uh, but the sirens didn't go off. Now, that's not news. We've heard about that for a while. Uh, why didn't the sirens go off? Well, the question was raised yesterday uh, to the um, emergency management director in Maui, um, it, it, knowing, thinking in retrospect, do you wish you had uh, sounded the sirens? And he said, no. He said, no, I still wouldn't have sounded them. He said, well, they're tsunami sirens, and I'm afraid that people would have thought a tsunami was coming and wouldn't have known it was a wildfire, so I didn't, uh, I didn't run the sirens. Now, I, I mean, I get that. They're tsunami sirens, but wouldn't you think if you were the emergency management director, you would want to somehow sound the alarm somehow to your citizens to let them know that something bad's happening? No, I, I agree with you 100%. Do you really? Yes, because to me, that there's a lot likely chance for a tsunami and and that is exactly what that siren means too the safe place that that we all heard about where it was howard was in the ocean was in the ocean get get off of the sand get off of the mainland get into the water that's the best way to survive that siren says danger 
Get away from the ocean. That's yeah, because where of tsunami. Tsunami's tsunami. Yeah. So yes, I agree with him one thousand percent. See, I, I well, that's a good. Pers- I didn't think about it from that perspective. I, I just figure you got you want to alert them somehow, and if you don't have a, there probably are no wildfire sirens, so you should alert them somehow. But that was his argument. Uh, for better or worse, however, he resigned last night. He cited health reasons and. I don't know. That'd maybe, give me a heart attack, too, because, was, again, was, it makes sense. I was going to say, maybe the, maybe the stress of it. How in the world, by giving that signal, are people going to be able to determine what I, what, what that signal? No, that signal is going to confuse everybody it's now. It's an extremely strong argument. But it, it would uh, and I, I don't have an answer to this. Would it not be better to have done that than to have done nothing? can always do that we can always go back you know if somebody everybody would have screamed run to the water but it was confusing can you imagine just the smoke alone the pictures i that i got to see right the heavy thick smoke people were panicking they had no idea mm-hmm. what was going on so no i you can't to me you cannot blame anybody other than what caused the fires well i'm not blaming him i mean the fire is uh, and we don't what what i did hear what caused it have you heard a cause of the fire I've heard everything from uh, two hot, uh, hot wires uh, the, the, that they should have known. There were signals there. I mean, I don't know what, what to believe. But this poor guy that didn't want to confuse with, with this signal that would have designed to say a tsunami is coming, brace yourself, certainly don't run to the ocean. I, I don't blame him at all, Howard. Well, he'll have plenty of time to think about it because he has resigned. I don't know if they've appointed someone new to take his place or not. Uh, if nothing else, then what they ought to learn is that if, if the tsunami siren is all you've got, you need, maybe you need something else, some other kind of alert system to tell people that, uh, that something else is happening. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but um, uh, so the people had basically no, no warning of any kind other than you're right. They saw the smoke and then they, then they ran. I mean, think about it. Hawaiians, they, they've dealt with things, everything from the Japanese uh, to, to lava, you know, uh, active volcanoes. But this was something new. And again, if that signal, think about it, Howard. We're not, we don't know what goes on on the islands. But if that signal really is designed, if you hear that signal, most of the time, almost every single time, you're thinking tsunami. Tsunami, you want yeah, to get away from the water. See, I, I mean, I can see this guy's point. Now, right. in reverse, could it have saved some lives? But it, I don't know. I don't know if it would have saved any, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, again, if maybe the point is after this is all over and done with, and that's going to be a long time, billions of dollars worth of property damage, they say, uh, when it's all over and done with, I think maybe they should go back and look at do we need a, an additional kind of system? If sound of the tsunami siren is not the thing to do, what is the thing to do? How do you alert your citizens? It's not like, I mean, around here we don't have a whole lot of, of, of issues um, that are so critical. But when you're on an island – you know, you got to have you got to have good information, and I don't I don't think the citizens uh, of of Lahani, especially really of Maui, had the good information. Have you ever watched the video where a tsunami hits? <clears throat> I have, yes. And people don't know it. People are still <laughs> on the beach; they have no idea. Now you think to yourself while you're watching that, if those folks right there, especially that are back a little bit from the water, if they would have ran right now. Just took off running. Maybe that still wouldn't have, you know, saved them. Run away, you mean? Maybe, yeah. yeah but but they just didn't know. I mean, that, again, I, I don't know how you could uh, point the finger to anybody here. Uh, well, they're pointing the finger, and again, he resigned. Now he didn't resign. He claims he didn't resign for that reason, he's, for health reasons. But I'm like you. I'm sure that the whole the, the whole thing caused him. <laughs> 
you know, what was it? Red Fox just saying, look, here comes well, the big one. It. They're blaming him for people's deaths, Howard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be tough on anybody. One other national story I want to talk about, which has to do with deaths. Uh, the um, the judge in the uh, D.C. case, in Trump's case, has received a death threat. And a Texas woman has been arrested for that. Sent this message to the judge. Hey, you stupid slave, we want to kill you. If Trump doesn't get elected in 2024, we're coming to kill you. So tread lightly, biatch. You will be targeted personally, publicly, your family, and everyone. That was the quote that was sent to the judge. This uh, Now, the, the woman who sent it apparently, I don't know if she signed it or it was on a Facebook. Anyways, they went and arrested her. She's been arrested. But um, death threats already on that judge. And I would find if you're a grand juror in uh, in this case, I would be really nervous. Um, officials say in Fulton County, Georgia, that personal information of the jurors, the grand jurors who voted to indict President Trump, is now being shared online. And that's always a scary thing. You know, you are grand jurors. First of all, are supposed to be secret, uh, but the information is out. It's online now. You got a lot of folks that are really, really angry, like this woman here. Uh, that know who to target if they want to target someone. What did a, a, a guy like you think of that, Howard? When you when, when you heard that news alone, that yes, the, the, the everyone on the grand jury that voted to indict former President Trump, they have been exposed. What, what did you think about that? I don't want to be in a grand jury. What, what I thought about it was they're, they're, they're waving the saber here. Is what I believe. I, I think what the message is, and they're trying to say this at a you know they're, they're very very desperate. Is stay away from this. You know, stay oh. away from this. If you have a, a, a chance, stay away because this is going to get dirty. <clears throat> and now I wouldn't be surprised if something violent didn't happen to to one or a couple of those people and, on, on and, the grand jury. And that's my point of putting these two stories together. The judge has now been threatened. Hey, hey, you stupid slave! We want to kill you. We knew that was coming. There's always a wackadoo out there that's going to do that. And then the grand jury information has been made public. Um, and what's the point of that? Well, it would be uh, either subtle or not so subtle intimidation. I am my great fear in all of this Trump stuff. And again, that's why I'm, I'll say over and over again, I, I hope there's an end game that does not end up with someone saying you have to go to prison because I'm afraid all hell will broke, broke, break loose if that if we get to that point. Now, this might be in what we're going to get into later, but uh, I thought breaking news was, or, or pretty strong news was, that he's kind of backing up on on uh, providing that uh, that uh, evidence that he had. I think it was going to be this Monday. Monday, hour. yeah, yeah. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, he's backing up on that. That he's saying, no, 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 hold on, uh, hold on. I, I, just listen, like you, I, I only read like one line about, I mean, I read the, earlier this week he treated, tweeted out, Monday, I'm going to exonerate myself. Huge report. Nobody will ever be able to dispute it. I'm going to prove the election was stolen. And I just, I did. I just read one line, so I don't have the details uh, like you yet. But basically, it's, it was like, mm, well, maybe, maybe not Monday. <laughs> did I say this Monday? I didn't mean this I didn't Monday. Mean, I didn't mean this Monday. Uh, this whole thing, and before I start getting texts, I despise Donald Trump, and I want him convicted simply to make a point, and I want him to be out of the political system altogether. But I think we're in such dangerous times, and I think these stories coming out of Georgia right now are like it. You know, the threats against the judge, grand jurors. You know, we, t I mean, we talk about intimidation of juries, and these folks have already placed their vote. 
Um, and I think I think part of the inf- getting, getting the information out there is 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 essentially to threaten them. Now, I'm frankly concerned that the uh, uh, sheriff's office in Fulton County, Georgia, says it is aware that the personal information of the grand jurors has been re- made public, but they're not doing anything about it. That, to me, I would be, for at least a period of time, trying to find protection for some of these folks, or at least keeping a closer eye on them. Have you, Howard Monroe, ever been on a grand jury? I have not. I have. And, uh, you know, there was cases. I would say there was <clears throat> somewhere between 20 and 30. I wouldn't want my name out there. I wouldn't right. want anybody to know. That's that's nobody's business, right? Isn't that how it works? It's a grand, even more so than a regular jury. Grand jury proceedings are supposed to be 100% secret, that nobody knows who these grand jurors are. Uh, but And so I guess a couple of questions pop up here. Who got the information and then who put it online? I mean, is, is there a, I don't know, mole or whatever we're going to call it inside the prosecutor's office? Um, but these are just, these are, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. These are little signs that there could be big trouble uh, uh, coming. And, um, and, and the prosecutor uh, has already gotten multiple death threats as well. Um, it's it's going to be. That's going to be very tough there. I, I want to get those two stories up here in the front. They were a couple of national stories, but I wanted to do that. 722 here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, today is a Friday, but it's our first football Friday. Uh, got games coming up, a game coming up tonight. We've got the kickoff of the uh, Pine Room guys. I was talking briefly to Jub about it yesterday. They're all kind of excited about heading out to uh, Gumby's uh, for the first of their uh, fall football Friday Gumby's broadcast that'll be uh, correct me if I'm wrong I know I've said this all the time it's every Friday we're gonna do this now right uh, that's right that's why we kind of jumped the gun a little bit originally we were going to do it uh, you know our coverage of Wheeling Central and John Marshall right but uh, you know we were so anxious and we had this OVAC game uh, kicking it off tonight Martins Ferry at Shadyside we thought well why not and keep the ball rolling because everyone I really talk to Howard says this really so- something very similar to this I love summer. You know, I just really, uh, I really love summer. And there's always that pause or the butt. But I was really, really, really Waiting. looking forward to football. You yeah, know, yeah. football, college, high school, pro. You know, that's something that I, th- I really get the sense that, I, and I don't know if there's just expectations or just maybe people were tired of the summer, Howard. Well, I mean, look, in here in the Ohio Valley, we love football. High school football, college football. Steelers? Steelers play this weekend, right? Don't they? No, no. Well, preseason, yes. Yeah, yes, pre-season, you're exactly right. Yeah, I, heard that, right. I heard that somewhere coming in. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, look, it's it, – I, I tell you what it is. It's what it, – it, it makes going back to school less painful. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you something, right. <laughs> you know. But are, uh, are no, you – we got to go back to school. But football, football. I think I know the answer, but uh, you're not ready to let go of summer yet, are you? No, 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 no. In fact, I'm ready to revisit summer once school starts and once, you know. But, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to fall football, too. Oh, don't yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I'm not ready to let go to summer by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we've got technically uh, until September 22nd uh, for the official end of summer. Um, and look at this week coming up. In fact, sunny, high, of, high in the, what did I say, 80s today. High today of a 73, high 77 tomorrow, 84 on Sunday, 88 on Monday, close to 90 on Tuesday. Sunny every day. I'm, it's okay with me. 
What we're hoping for that you show your excitement today, traveling down uh, through Elm Grove, uh, and then if you really ought to stop because uh, I was there yesterday helping set up and, and talk about setting up Howard. Uh, a lot of discounts throughout the broadcast, so you have to listen because those broadcast those discounts will be uh, announced throughout the broadcast. And if you can't stop, we want to hear your excitement. We want to hear you roll down your window. Keep your eyes on the road. But Remember uh, what I said, get horny for the Pine Room, guys. Hear the horn, get <laughs> horny, and roll your window down and give those guys a holler. Keep it clean and keep your eyes on the road. I may uh, I may uh, drive down and grab my traditional Mountain Dew that I always grab from Gump- Gumby's out there just to stock up on my Mountain Dew and, and to see how the Pine Room guys are doing. So that's today from noon until 3. And then are, is the walkthrough starting this week? The walkthrough is starting today, absolutely, from 3 to 5. Brett Clough, Scott Nolte, Jerry Ames, Mark Heinerman, all in the studio this week from 3 to 5, the walkthrough. And then we'll take a little break, Howard. We'll get our breath. We'll take our breath. And then we'll head down to Shadyside. We'll go to Fleming Field for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Martins Ferry at Shadyside. We'll get on the air with Jerry and Mark right around 645. But tonight is the night we, uh, we, we get it all started. And then from henceforth, it's going to be Football Friday every night. Next week, we kick off our uh, John Marshall Monarchs on WVOY, the uh, uh, Wheeling Central Maroon Knights on WKKX, followed each evening after we have our local scores and so on with uh, our buddy Freddie Persinger and Game Night, taking us up to midnight every uh, Friday night, and a plethora of other programming that will surround it. And so we'll talk more about that uh, coming up later on. But get ready. Fall Football Friday is here. It's not coming. It's <laughs> no, here. It's here. It is Fall Football Friday here on the uh, Watchdog Radio Network. Well, already I have thrown my schedule completely <laughs> completely out of whack, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, what do we got coming up? Governor Joss's companies apparently owe over a billion dollars in fines in Virginia. I keep – how long can this go on before it finally begins to drag him down, these – these uh, well, first place financially drag him down, but politically drag him down. This is a story out of a TV station in Rich in uh, Virginia that says uh, they've calculated the fines the governor's companies owe in Virginia. This is just in Virginia, it's over a billion dollars. Over a billion dollars. Um, interstate tie-ups might continue for weeks. That's according to a report from TV7. We'll talk about that. Newspaper editor John McCabe and I will kick around local news of the week, including the Life Hub, Ohio County Schools diversity officer. And West Banco Arena upgrades. Our Union Global High Valley Travel Show goes from Western Adventures to Christmas in Nashville. And coming up next, pal, you got your highlights ready? I do. And Bob Slider and I review highlights of the week from the show. We'll do that coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hi, it's Hoppy Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. Going to be off for a little while. Dave Wilson's going to be filling in, but the show goes on. And join us for the next show because it's going to be the Friday edition. That means steam release, your chance to vent, get it off your chest. And since I'm not going to be there, wow, what a chance to release steam about me. So steam release on the next talk line, Friday morning at 10.06 with Dave Wilson right here on this Metro News radio station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room. And be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Friday nights are for football. The lights, the fans, the band are all set for a memorable return this fall. And the watchdog has you covered. WKKX and WVLY are your home for the best matchups in the Ohio Valley. Friday night lights are back and we're ready. High school football's radio home is the watchdog. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. He has his say you can have yours text us or call us and join the conversation this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe brought to you by wvu medicine listen do you want to know a secret do you promise not to tell whoa closer let me whisper in your ear Say the words you long to hear I'm in love with you The fifth Beatle, Howard What's that? I said the fifth Beatle, Howard That's me, that's me I love the Beatles And this is the I I say this every time I, I I begin by saying this is the era of the Beatles that I love the most. It's because I re- it's the first era of the Beatles, as I remember. But I, again, honestly, every era of the Beatles uh, was a great, great, great joy to me. But this I is do. when they were kind of innocent. Yeah, yeah. Smoking a little weed, you know, coming up with a little lyric here and there. Think about this: Th- their haircuts were were scandalous, scandalous, scandalous. I say, my hair today is longer than their hair was back then, right? I mean, but it was scandalous. The parents were, oh, can you look at those? Look at those. I think they called them hippies, you know, whatever they are. Look at those boys. Their hair is terrible. Uh, some of the greatest music the world ever made. Uh, before we get to highlights uh, off the Frio Stack auction service text line, and I got it. I, 
got to be honest, Bob, you've given me a whole different perspective on this Hawaii thing. That's what I'm here for, Howard. I mean, I, I, I really have had to – I was watching the guy, the emergency management guy who has now resigned, uh, and I was like, you know, wondering, what's wrong with you, you bum? When I heard him say, you know, well, I would do it again. I wouldn't sound those sirens. What's wrong with you, you bum? That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, you make a really good point. Uh, a tsunami – the response to a tsunami is totally different than the response to a wildfire. And you sound the tsunami, and you know, I'm picturing, I don't mean funny about it, but I'm picturing the citizens going, which way do I go? Which way do I go? You know, what, what do you do? So your, 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 your point's well made. Uh, and once again, you've given me something different to think about than I had come in here thinking about. Uh, Frio Stack, Ox Service text line, uh, do you really think a warning would have helped? It burnt really fast. It was a flash fire. You could see the smoke miles away. Um, and I guess that's the other, uh, if you opened your window, I don't know, I shouldn't even say open your windows. You know, you're sitting there having dinner, and you go, man, it feels a little warm in here. You look out the window, you see smoke, you see fire. I guess maybe you don't need a siren to say we better do something about that. So, uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line available for you to use as well, 304-214-1600. Highlights of the week of the past week gone by. You got something to jump me in here with? I do. I like to uh, kickstart it with this, Howard. Uh, he always makes my list when he comes in. Uh, I'm a nervous wreck today. I wish he was here right now, maybe giving a little prayer, maybe making me feel a little bit better today. But it's uh, Bishop Daryl Cummings. Uh, he's always a highlight, and he was with us this week. And uh, number three on my list. There is, there is no one that has more, that's more inspiring, you know? Can we get him on the phone at least today, Howard? <laughs> Attention, Bishop. Bob's got some problems. We need some help here. Uh, no, I mean, I, I did not have him on my, on my list because I have some other things. But I would concur with you. I get great joy out of having him in here. Uh, I love to talk to him. You know, he always promotes the events he has coming up. But I just love to, every time he's here, I like to pick his brain a bit, find out more about him a little bit, you know? At least I got his number here. You know, if things get really tough, like five till seven, I'll give him a call, Howard. How's that? <laughs> He'll say, I don't want to go all preacher on you, but... <laughs> Settle down, Bob. It's all right. <laughs> Settle down. Um, let's see. What do I, A couple of guests I thought were good this week. I, I really enjoyed the guests we had yesterday on EMPs, the, the downing of the power grid, the potential downing of the power grid, Dr. William Forston. First of all, he turned out to be a nice guy. I mean, I was really – this is a guy that I had put off three different times in the past, and I thought surely he was going to be a little grumpy, but he was really cool about that. Um, and, and he opened up my eyes a little bit to this whole idea of how how insecure our power grid is, and we're just not doing much about it. So I, I put him in my uh, one of my top guest lists. And also, our friend Stephen Adams was on the story about West Virginia Public Broadcasting it sounds to me like they asked for the resignation of Butch Antolini, their top dog. Uh, he resigned, but it sounds like they asked for it. Uh, West Virginia Public Broadcasting, to me, is a very important part of the state. Uh, they are one of our uh, top-notch news media, uh, and the interference that they sometimes get from the government is bothersome. So I, I, I felt that Stephen really kept us on top of that. And absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, the guest uh, about the power grid was so convincing, so good, Howard. He, he scared me. I didn't, I didn't want to think about it anymore. I was, uh, I was, I was afraid. I got a couple of uh, actually calls and texts yesterday, people asking for the books that he'd written. I will tell you right now, again, they are novels based on reality. 
The first one he wrote was called One Second After, and then he's got three or four leading up to his current one, which is five years later. It's about what happens when the power grid goes down. But if you're wondering about the books, those were them. Number two uh, was a surprise because I kind of I thought I went out on a limb. I thought maybe the limb I went out on was a little too thin. I was watching for your reaction, and I really thought your reaction was going to be rolling your eyes saying, really, Bob? This isn't hee-haw, Bob. Did, did you turn my show into hee-haw, Bob? Hee-haw. When I looked across and you had a big smile on your face <laughs> and you joined in with y'all come, that y'all really, come. really <laughs> was a highlight for me because I said, there it is. Howard is on hee-haw now. Country Music Bumper Thursday was a good, it was, there was some good country songs yesterday. I'd, the Man in Black we had, you know, it was, yeah, no, it's a. It, it, it was good. I, I, that's all right. Yeah, you got me. I, you got me. You got me. Um, the other big story, obviously, of the week, um, the Donald Trump story. I think we did a good job of covering it from two or three different angles. We had two or three different guests on uh, to talk about it. We'll continue, of course, talking about it. Trump's fourth indictment now this week, uh, fourth series of indictments out of Georgia. And I don't think you can, uh, can look at a talk radio show that focuses on news and not say, that was one of our biggest stories of the week. It was, but even bigger here. And uh, in the talk show business, if, if things like this happened every day, uh, life would be We'd a be breeze. a lot better off. Yes, it I was the traffic going. jam and everybody calling in, wanting to scream, wanting to kill somebody. You know, uh, if you were out in it, you hated it. But, uh, like again, if you were sitting here <laughs> wanting to talk about it, uh, it was pretty cool. So uh, that was really good, Howard. I put the traffic tie-up talk as uh, almost a tie for number one. It's slightly number two. But number one of mine is directly connected to it. I love Jerry Ames's call on the traffic tie-up. One of the first callers we got as we started talking about those horrible traffic tie-ups uh, was Jerry Ames. And uh, I, you know what I love when Jerry calls? When he's just mad. You can tell. I mean, you can just hear it. You can, you can see the smoke coming out of his ears. Jerry often is... He plays with us a lot. He likes to call in and kind of josh and joke and poke us and all that. We're playing this week, but then every once in a while, you can tell you could just you could feel him pounding the table. And of course, it's because the traffic tie-ups, in his own words, getting into my pocket now, getting into my pocket now. (laughs) So I'm going to put uh, the traffic tie-up talk is sort of a uh, one and a half, but number one was specifically. Jerry Ames' call having to do with our traffic tie-ups. And what we're hearing, Howard, uh, maybe we ain't seen nothing yet. We're going to talk about that coming up. I was going to do it already, but we don't have time. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock segment of our show because Channel 7 gives us, well, quite frankly, some bad news about these traffic tie-ups and what's liable to happen coming up. All right, 7.40, 20 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Heading over to Adam Fike and a delightful weekend weather forecast. That's straight ahead after we check into um, some commercials. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery 
improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the Mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Coming up on Metro News Hotline, on the Friday edition of the show, we'll get you ready for a busy sports weekend. Pat Strader will be here with Beer Friday at 4.30. Brad Howe from Sportsline drops by at 5. And it sounds good, West Virginia with Aristotle Jones at 5.33. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. And the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Talking to myself, Bob, because I'm remembering um, in the old days. I remember some mornings when I was stum- stumbling. When I was stumbling in, <laughs> so it's uh, I am I am just thinking about that as that as that song plays. Seven forty-two, eighteen to the hour. Coming up next hour, I do want to talk about the uh, interstate tra- tra- traffic tie-ups and what is likely to happen moving forward. Uh, according to a story from the Big Seven, I'll get to that. Governor Justice, according to a, a TV story out of Virginia, his companies may owe over a billion dollars in fines uh, to Virginia. We'll talk about that. And um, Jennifer's in from uh, Uniglobal Highway Travel, and uh, we'll talk about uh, everything from their Nashville in Christmas uh, to uh, Western Adventures. Jennifer just got back, I think, from the Rocky Mountaineer Express, where uh, a trip I took a year or so ago. All righty, uh, let us uh, head over to Adam Fike from the Big Seven. Adam, it looks like we've got a good day and a good weekend in store. So uh, you're going to be giving us good news today, right? Well, today, plenty of sunshine, and it's going to feel actually kind of fall like most of us in the 60s all morning. We don't break into the low 70s until we get to lunch and dinner time. And we're only going into the low 70s, right? Yep, between 72 and 75, so it's going to feel like a nice September day instead of August. Football weather, Adam. Uh, it's going to be beautiful football weather for some of those schools that are starting up tonight. That'll be for tonight. However, as we move forward, it's going to start to get warmer and warmer as we go through the weekend and into the beginning of next week, right? Yeah. So tomorrow, though, I'll focus on today and tomorrow. Tomorrow okay. is in the upper 70s, slightly lower humidity, but clear skies. So it's still going to be beautiful tomorrow. Sundays, though, is when we start to notice the hot start to move back in. So Sunday, still plenty of sunshine, mid-80s, but it's more so next week. Monday and Tuesday will be in the upper 80s, 
couple spots trying to push 90. But we'll see partly to mostly sunny skies. So the good news there is it's not going to be completely sunny in upper 80s because then it would feel like it's in the 90s. Right. It's at least going to have some cloud cover to make it at least a little bit better. Wednesday, though, mainly clear, still in the upper 70s. But we could see some relief. I'm sorry, excuse me. You say he's upper 70s on Wednesday? Upper 80s, upper 80s, upper 80s. Okay. Mind me, I haven't had it clearly enough coffee this morning. <laughs> upper 80. I gotcha. I'll blame uh, all my mistakes on the weather and coffee. I could use another cup. I brought a cup of coffee this morning, and I've sucked it down already. I'm, I'm out of my first cup of coffee already. So I understand. I, I get where you're coming from. Now, it's also Friday, so I tend to drink four or five cups on Friday. I tend to stay up till 11 p.m. Friday night. So, uh, understandable. I got you. But, though, Anyways. back to the weather, though. Some relief could come on Thursday, though. We'll still likely be in the mid to upper 80s, but we could see some showers and storms that roll through Thursday that would probably likely put us either in the low 80s or upper 70s come Friday next okay. week. All right. But really, it's, I mean, today's going to be very pleasant, actually. Sunny in 73 or so. I like the sound of that. And tomorrow, much the same, maybe a smidgen warmer. We do heat up, as you point out, after that. And it could get actually hot uh, next week as the kids go back to school. But uh, it's really pretty much sunny straight across the board for the next seven days. I, I just, I like the forecast. As Bob said earlier, we, you know, we're talking a lot about. It's, it's football season where the football is kind of tied to fall. We think of fall, and I'm excited about football. But I, I am not ready to give up summer yet. I'm looking forward to more summertime. You know what, Howard? I'll take what I can get. You know what? I do like, I do like summer, but not as much as an adult as a kid. As a kid, I would get out of school during summer, so sweet. As an adult, now that I pay an electricity bill, I like to fall better. <laughs> yes, well, there are things that change as we're getting to be adults. I, every every summer, and I've talked about this several times here on the show, just this year even, every summer, the beginning of summer, I think to myself, I want a childhood summer. I want to take time to do like I used to do when I was a kid, you know, lay in the grass and look at the sky and ride my bike. Now, keep in mind that I actually can't physically do any of those things. Where I to lay in the grass, somebody have to come with a crane and pick me up, and uh, and I don't ride a bike. But I, I wish I did. I mean, I just wish I I wish I did. And and but I never do it. I never get back to that childhood summer. I, you know, real real work ends up getting in the way, and that's kind of sad. But yeah. maybe maybe the next you know next couple of weeks we've got a little bit of summer left. I'm going to try and. Maybe suck out the last morrow of summer from the bones. Speaking of childhood, Howard, did you see uh, Adam's? Uh, what what what's that picture of you, uh, Adam? Probably what three or four that they're showing now. Uh, when you he, he had blonde hair when he was just a, a lad, Howard. I didn't see that. I would that not, was me in kindergarten. Kindergarten. So that's what what five years old then four or five. I thought you were going to say five years ago. No, no, no. He's not that. Well, young. he's not. Yeah, he's a he's a young, still a youngster. But I, I wouldn't have picked. I I would have never said that was Adam because he had. Really Really bright uh, blonde hair, didn't you? I did. I I don't know where. It went. I mean, I know where it went. Both my parents have dark hair, so I know where it went. But I don't know why I was blonde as a kid. I thought it was surprising, pal. But you you, you looked like you were a fun, uh, happy kid. That that's the main thing. But he's a fun, happy adult. He is. So uh, no just surprise ask, just, there. Just ask his fiance. <laughs> <laughs> You have any big plans? The two of you, any big plans for the weekend? We're just going to, we're going to actually, we're driving up to Pennsylvania later today. We're going to sign our contract and put down deposit for our reception for our wedding venue. For oh, our boy. Reception. oh, boy. 
And so it begins. So the wedding planning begins. Yeah. The deposit's not bad. It's less than a thousand. They're like, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm not breaking the bank just yet. No, no. Let me let me give you. Let me just give you a little forewarning. Before it's over and done with, you will. You will break the bank. <laughs> Leave that wallet out, Adam. You're gonna you're gonna use it a few times. <laughs> yes, you absolutely. Okay, Howard. Will. Let me be completely honest. For right now, I'm not breaking the bank. I Her got parents you. are giving us a good amount because it's fairly traditional that the bride's parents pay. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm not gonna have to spend a whole lot myself right now. Right now. Yeah. Now go down the heat. No, go down four to six years when we start having kids. Then yes, that's going to come out of me. Yeah, you know, just remember you're just you're just opening the door and walking into this. You got a long, long way to go. Adam, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Talk to you then. Thank you. Seven fifty ten till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. You know, I always so badly want to warn. I mean, listen, we've had a good marriage, Mary, and I, we are still having a good marriage. Nancy and I are. 46 years this year? 46? Yeah, 46. Um, uh, you know what I always say? Uh, we're celebrating our 46th year this year. 40 of the best years of my life. <laughs> watch that, Howard. Well, you got to look, because everybody's got to keep in mind, Every if anybody tells you that their wedded life has been perfect bliss all the time, I'm going to tell you they're a liar. Right, because we know better, but we also remember those early years. So it's it's no wonder why there's a little bit more of a bounce in Adam's step and a little bit more of a yeah. smile on his face these days, Howard. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right, seven fifty ten to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 63 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 61 at the Highlands, 61 in Elm Grove, and 62 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. High school football, but that's just part of what we'll have in sports coming up next. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Friday edition of the show, we'll get you ready for a busy sports weekend. Pat Strader will be here with Beer Friday at 4.30. Brad Howe from Sportsline drops by at 5. And it sounds good, West Virginia with Aristotle Jones at 5.33. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.5 two million dollars in addition to financial loss companies also suffer downtime lost opportunities and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up could your organization survive a cyber incident if you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data reputation and dollars from cyber criminals contact the team at omni strategic technologies today omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit OmniPerforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. 
Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Eight to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Nine o'clock hour uh, of the show today. McCabe and I will have our regular Friday roundtable. A couple of things I think will be interesting. We're going to talk probably about the uh, the Life Hub a little bit uh, coming up. Also about the traffic situation here in the Upper Ohio Valley um, and a few other matters like the Highlands. Uh, the County Commission this week took the next step towards getting ready for a second interchange. We'll talk about that much more. McCabe and I will be, and I will ask him. On behalf of some of our listeners, how come, who was it? Was it Mark who got his uh, what, Tuesday evening paper on Wednesday morning or something like that? I'm going to ask him about delivery, home delivery. So that's all coming up with McCabe and I in the 9 o'clock hour. Right now, though, it is time for Slider on Sports. High school football got underway last night. It was Indian Creek over Cambridge, 35-25 to 25 after a long weather delay, Howard. I think that game was played in Cambridge, but... Uh, I guess they started it and uh, didn't end it uh, before a long delay. But really? Indi- Indian Creek is the winner, 35-25. to 25. Must have been maybe up north after it, it, it came through Cambridge because I didn't see anything here in Elm Grove. Never heard of this school before, Colonel Crawford. <laughs> Sounds like a t- like a Colonel Clink or something. A it? war veteran, a hero, Colonel Crawford. <laughs> Colonel Crawford. The Eagles uh, come back and Of course they'd be the Eagles, right? Colonel Crawford, the Eagles. <laughs> Flying high. Come back and stun the River Pilots 21-20. to 20. Uh, River had a, a lead uh, throughout much of the game. In another close one, it was Bridgeport over Frontier 27-25. to 25. And not a shocker here because uh, Ursuline is so good. But uh, Steubenville Big Red uh, drops their o- opener to Youngstown Ursuline 36-28. to 28, A t- uh, tough game in a high-scoring game there. So high school football underway. And our football Friday gets underway at noon. Noon to three, Gumby's in Elm Grove. It's the Pine Room Podcast. I call them the Pine Room Boys. The game, uh, the guys. You know, I was thinking, I'm sorry, but remember, but I was thinking about that uh, just yesterday. What if they have? What if they had a girl to the mix? Then what do we call? I'd have to be careful because I'm like you. I call them the Pine Room Boys. Well, you know, Howard, it's just me. I, I kind of turn my nose up at those podcasters. You know, I'm a radio guy. If you're going to be radio, well, yeah, then be yeah. radio. What's, what's this podcast? Yeah, that's right. I call them the Pine Room Boys. My boys, my teammates. <laughs> the Pine Room Radio there Show. There you go. The Thank guys you. will be broadcasting uh, right beside Route 40. Uh, don't take your eyes off the road, but uh, lots of discounts there at Gumby's today. Stop. We'd love to see you. Love to say you ha- uh, say hello. I think there's going to be T-shirts. I heard Kurt say there's going to be t-shirts to give away but if you can't stop we want to hear you make some noise blow your horn uh hang out the window a little bit and let let them know that you're happy about football friday uh returning that's gumby's and elm grove and then the friday walkthrough right here in the studio brett clough scott nolte jerry ames mark heinerman from three to five 
previewing uh, tonight's games. And then live from Fleming Field, it all gets underway. Martin's Ferry at Shadyside. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Jerry Ames and Mark Heinerman will get on the air around 645. And then don't forget... Tomorrow, the Paul Harris Saturday Sports Huddle with your host, Dr. Angelo Georges, co-host Mike Florak, Hall of Famer Doug Huff, your star producer, Ross Johnson. They'll talk about all the games that's happening tonight, tomorrow morning from 9 to 12 on the Sports Huddle here on the Watchdog Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.57. And mark your calendar for September the 2nd when uh, Bear and Bob, a couple of good old boys talking sports, comes back. Can't wait, Howard. That's right. Uh, September 2nd from 8 to 9, the return of good old boys on sports, again, here on the Watchdog Network. We're going to make a full Saturday of sports activity. Early in the morning, you will hear the uh, West Virginia sports roundup of all the football scores around the state, followed by the Ohio sports magazine for the weekend then chris lawrence will be in at seven o'clock uh it's a nice lean in he's like he's he's like your warm he's the best he's your warm-up <laughs> he's act you know absolutely a, who's who's slider and bears uh, warm-up act it's chris lawrence told us about those uh west virginia boys and how they do in the outdoors turkey shoots and uh <laughs> and deer and so on after those varmints absolutely so uh chris lawrence at seven o'clock and then uh, again beginning september the second it will be uh, good old boys on sports. Bear, Bear and Bob. Bob. Absolutely. It's going to be a ton of fun. And then the Paul Harris uh, Sports Huddle. And that same Saturday, if my calendar is right in my head, that same Saturday, WVU football begins. Speaking of that, I believe you alerted me that uh, this coming Monday we'll be back to our Mountaineer Report with Tony Caridi. Tony Caridi and the uh, team will be – the problem is I never – is it Tony or Andy? Is it Andy? Is that his kid's name? I can't tell unless it's written down because when, they, when they sound so much alike. When they start doing the report, it's like, okay, it's a Caridi, but which Caridi is it? So Mountaineer Report comes back, and then, of course, we'll have the coaches show and several items. We'll have Touchdown City, uh, which is a special programming created around the Mountaineers. All of that's there. Uh, I mean, We say it all the time, Howard. What it, is it? This is our busy season, and I mean busy. busy. Uh, this, is, this is the – but you know what? Busy is – it's the fun season, too. Yeah, but can you hear my chest pounding over here a little bit? I, can, I feel Look, better after I talk to the bishop, I'm sure. Bob is the coordinator of all of this. You know, he put, he, All of this kind of comes right down on his shoulders, and he goes, I can't take it. Something, you know. I hear you, pal. I, I hear you. Me, I'm leaving at 10 o'clock and go get some. Get we'll just be getting raw. Hey, make sure you beep your horn when you go through Elm Grove, Howard. Yeah, I, I may. I'm telling you, I may stop by and get grab a Mountain Dew. Get you know, a t-shirt. I, always, I like a Mountain Dew over there. At, uh, I always get one there at Gumby's. I did last night, as a matter of fact. But yesterday afternoon, we went out for a little. Uh, well, we had some business to, to, to shopping and stuff to do. And Nancy and Teddy and I went out. And the first thing I said is drive through Gumby's and get me a Mountain Dew. There you go. Because I love, I loves my Mountain Dew. All right, just about eight o'clock in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. All right, I was going to start way back at seven ten with uh, a story from Channel Seven having to do with the interstate t- traffic tie-ups. As always, Bob and I kind of went down this road and that road and didn't get to it, but we'll do that coming up uh, in the next hour of the show. A little story about road rage out down south that I just thought would kind of tie in with the be careful out there in those interstate traffic tie-ups. Uh, the governor's family-run coal company racks up a billion dollars in fines in Virginia, and then Jennifer is in uh, with our travel show. Uh, so all of that's coming up. Hour number dos here on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Friday. It's 8 o'clock.
AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.